Welcome to the Aspiring Speaker Podcast. This series is all about developing our communication skills for business, for life, and for success. And our first theme is all about procrastination. And it's very fitting with this podcast as it took a couple more weeks than I was expecting because sure enough, I was procrastinating. I was putting it off, trying to find the right themes, trying to find the right setting, the right technique. Um, you know, things just didn't align. And so I kept putting it off. And I think there's always a, a fear that comes from doing something new as well. So it makes it easier to put off. I was procrastinating. And finally, kind of kicked myself in the butt. And I said, what is the, the first thing that I need to do in order to make this happen? And sure enough, after a little bit, I got in the energy and pushed myself to make the first video, which is this, about procrastination. And I think it's very fitting. So we're going to take you through a lovely bit of a series from this into the world of speaking, communication, and then we're going to invite others to talk about it as well. Now, I'm sure I'm not the only one procrastinating on a project right now. We do it for very many reasons. And especially in the speaking world, as a Toastmaster and as a, a, a mentor of other Toastmasters, I find that there's a lot of procrastination involved because of that fear of getting up in front of someone and trying someone new, just like being behind this camera right now. So where does that come from? Well, one, it could be our mindset that we have. We have a fear of going up because our perception of what might happen when we go up there our perception of the feedback we might get, that fear of failure that might come with it, the fear of being pushed back from an audience. It could be the fact of our anxieties come up. Even just hearing the words public speaking is enough to give a lot of people anxiety, of course. And we also want to procrastinate to go into a mere defensive position, right? You can't hurt me if I don't do this thing. And so you end up staying in that chair instead of getting up there. But it doesn't really help us move forward. We want to get past that and we want to start this bit of growth, right? And, uh, you know, the first part might just be changing that mentality. Using even words like public speaking can be kind of harmful to ourselves sometimes. But if we talk about communication and in sharing our ideas and being with others and speaking our mind, we stop using those words and sometimes it's easier. The idea of getting in front of a crowd to speak is much different than sharing your ideas with like-minded peers. And getting criticism might be a little different than getting feedback in order to help you grow. Now, if you're lucky enough to be in a Toastmaster club, this is the feeling that you usually get each week. You give something out, you share something that only you can give to this audience, and they give you positive comments in order for you to grow further. And it's a wonderful thing to have but if you can get it in your own community in a different way too, that's wonderful as well. So some ideas to help you move forward with this. Now, Mel Robbins had a book called the, the Five Second Rule. And the idea was when you get that spark of intuition that you want to try something, when you get that moment that breaks down that wall that's keeping you, that barrier, that's the time to jump on with the smallest thing that you can do to move yourself forward. Thinking about working out for the first time, you make that New Year's resolution. It's a big, big goal. Big goals often don't happen like that. They may, great if you do, but a lot of New Year's resolutions, eh, they don't go much farther than that. But if you get the inkling that you want to start going to the gym, the best time to go is to get your shoes on within that five seconds 
and get out the door. That moment when you have the energy to take the first step is usually the best one. Now, although you might not be able to do everything you wanted to at the gym the first day, you started doing it. And that's the important part. You started that routine and that trigger sequence that lets you then move farther. Another way to get over this sense of procrastination, especially in a speaking sense, is to make a deadline or an appointment for yourself. Mark Brown, he was the winner of the, the World Championships for Public Speaking for Toastmasters in 1995. This is something that he would do. He would actually make an appointment in order to do that activity. Now, it wasn't the only thing he did. He had a part that when you came up to this activity, you would also decide a couple things. Uh, one, whether this activity was worthy of your time. Could it be delegated? Could it be automated? Could it be uh, deferred to someone else? Is it something that needs your full attention? Or in some cases, maybe it is better to procrastinate this until later, giving your full energy at a later time than only giving partial energy to it now. But assuming that the time we want to get this done is now as a project, I'd like to kind of go over some other things. One thing might be called uh, the Einstein window, you might call it. And uh, some might refer to this as the point in the day where you're the most active, you have the most energy, you have the most drive. Now for some of this, this could be that five in the morning group that they wake up early and they have time to themselves. Um, that's, that's definitely not me. Uh, it tends to be for me around, you know, the one o'clock, two o'clock where, you know, enough of food and the coffee is kicked in that I want to do something. And I know that my lowest time is a bit after that, around that four o'clock time when you start to fizzle out. I'm also a bit of a night owl, so I know 10 o'clock at night, that's where I can do a lot of work, especially if it's technical. So finding that time of the day could also help to break that procrastination. Another way we can kind of break this up is also sometimes we're a little overwhelmed and we actually have to practice a little bit of procrastination in order to give our full focus to something. And what I mean is if you have a full day of work and then you're going to something like Toastmasters, which you know, for some, it's a lot of anxiety, of course, going on there with getting up, sitting down in front of an audience and saying things in front of people that you might not know too well. Sometimes you need that moment in between to take a breather, to take that 10 minute walk and actually let yourself separate from maybe the anxiety that was there during the day and then be in that new place and allow you to let go of everything that was outside of that scenario. Now, the third way that you might say is also to use accountability measures. And by when I say accountability, I mean using others as a way to help you hit a deadline or to make sure that you show up. And this is something that I use myself. Now, when I talk about procrastination, usually what we do is we start off with a goal, of course. I mean, you know something that you have to do. Uh, you might call this the big audacious goal. You might have something very big. And if you're a Toastmaster and you're new, uh, you might have that goal as finishing level one of your pathways, let's say. You know, that's, that's four speeches. It's not a, a huge thing to say. It might only take a couple weeks or two months for some. It might take three months, four months for others. Um, but it's doable. But if you're new, that might already feel overwhelming. And so you don't start because you already feel like it's too far away. In some, this almost becomes a little bit of planning paralysis. 
where we plan overly about what we're going to do, what we're going to say. We write down every single word on the piece of paper, um, but then we keep planning to the point that we don't actually get something done as well. Like today, you know, if I didn't have the camera in the right spot, the mic in the right spot, everything around me in the right spot, you know, it was taking me longer and longer to get this thing started. And so finally, it's like, let's get the caffeine rolling. Let's just do it. And let's talk. And so that's what we're doing here today. We've kind of jump-started that bit to get over that paralysis in order to say, what is the smallest thing that I can do today to get this movement started? So here's my recommendations to anyone who's doing public speaking and feeling that procrastination. If you're a new Toastmaster and you're feeling that delay in yourself, or if you're feeling this in other projects and workshops and things you're doing in your business world that you want to use this in. So number one, make a mini goal. So yes, you have this big goal of finishing that level one. You have the big goal of doing a big presentation, but maybe it's too big. What's the smallest thing you can do? This podcast we're doing right now is probably going to be 10, 20, 30, 40. It, it can go on and on the amount of episodes that I make for it. But the smallest thing that I can do is doing episode one, even if it was only a three minute, a one minute, a 30 second clip, you start it. And by doing that, then you can build momentum routine, and confidence in yourself to do more. Now, two, like I said, you make a routine out of it. Going to the gym the first time in the new year can be tough. But just going in that door, showing up, is one of the most important parts. If your workout is five minutes, great. It might be five minutes for the first week. But week two might be 10. Week three might be 15. And we see the same thing in speakers week to week. A new speaker that is afraid of doing something like table topics, which is our impromptu speaking part of Toastmasters, might be hesitant to get up. They might decline. They might only talk for 15 seconds and sit down. But sure enough, that same person, probably six months later, will be in that motion, that confidence, that momentum, that three minutes will have passed, and we can't get them to sit after that. I've seen it time and time again. Number three, make a milestone for yourself. And then of course, reward yourself when you make it there. So in this case, we've started a brand new podcast. My milestone is going to be to finish the 10th episode. After that, 20th, the 30th, the 40th. And I'm going to make sure each time I finish that, I'm going to reward myself somehow. Might be something small, maybe just a, a night out, a little dinner. Um, maybe I get something a little bit bigger, a new microphone, a camera when I hit number 100. You know, have some fun with it, but make sure to celebrate and reward yourself with the accomplishments when you hit them. For some, this sense of a prize or accomplishment could be that thing that breaks the procrastination for you and pushes you to do more and to get in that routine. It's kind of a great thing to try, even if it's not a big, big goal that will have life-changing things. It's still a nice way to get you to move in the direction that you want to go to. Now, like we said, being accountable to others is a great way as well. So doing this podcast, I told one of my fellow Toastmasters that I was going to have my first episode done by tonight. And sure enough, I knew I was showing up to my meeting tonight and she's going to ask me, did you film your first episode? 
And if I came in and said no, I'd be letting myself down even if I didn't let them down. And so knowing that I've told someone that I'm going to do this, knowing that I put it out there, I've made a statement to myself. I've made a declaration that I'm going to do it. And someone is going to check in on me to make sure I did. It's a wonderful thing to have. You don't need to be anxious about asking others for help, but it's simply nice to have someone that just is there for your goal as much as you are, or at least will ask so that you can keep moving towards it and feel like someone has your, your back when you're moving towards it. For us, a mentor is a great way of doing this. It's just someone to check in and see what you need when. Now, I also like to involve others. And part of this podcast will be actually asking other people to come in and join us. And it could be the same for your goal. I know people that run at, uh, you know, five, six, seven in the morning, not a time that I like to run. I'm usually the night runner. It's much easier. But if I'm going to have to wake up that early to go for a lovely 10K jog, it's so much easier when I know someone is there as well. Because I don't want that person running at seven in the morning by themselves when it might be cold out and they had just a harder time getting out of bed. If we both meet and we both do it, we push each other to keep doing it. And the same way with something like a podcast, something like a speech, if you have someone who's on your team that can do it with you or assist you while you're doing it, it might be the thing to break that procrastination and keep you going. So, aspiring speakers, this has been the first episode about procrastination. We did it. We made this first one. There's many more to come. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of subjects from building speeches to building impromptu speeches to doing feedback uh, and, and much more and talking about uh, body language, hands, motion, everything under the sun that we can. If you want to know more about Toastmasters, of course, go to toastmasters.org or find your local club. They're always happy to have a guest. And if you'd like to see more or hear more, make sure to subscribe and get it right to your inbox.